This is Sarah Weymouth, and welcome to my podcast, where we talk about everything for you to live your best life. And we have a little fun too, from talking about business, marriage, parenthood, money, health, home decor, friendship, beauty, and pop culture. I'm a mother to three, a wife, a successful business owner, and I want to live my highest, best self. Follow along as we learn together, grow, teach, because you only get to live one life. Oh, and I promise to dig deeper and to ask the tough questions. This is The Line Podcast. Hello, I am so excited to be chit-chatting with you guys. I have been, well, really, I'm in craziness right now. We are leaving for vacation tomorrow. We're going down to Sandestin. We usually go to 30A, but this time there is this, I think it's kind of new, a new hotel that's only, I think it's only been around for like a year max. And I don't know, it had good pricing when I booked it and it looks beautiful. So I was like, let's just do a hotel. And we usually get like a house or a condo because the kids and the dog and all that. So we are going to check out Sandestin and, um, it's about seven hour drive or so straight south from here, right down to the panhandle of Florida for those that don't know the area. And then I'm also surrounded by invoices and going through and organizing everything for Lemon for fall, Halloween, Christmas, all of it. It is time. It is that time of the year. Um, believe it or not, I order holiday like April, May-ish, and then we start receiving it as early as June, which is what we have currently, is a lot of stuff that delivered in June, and I'm just starting to go through it. Um, it's wild, but... It is the way the industry works, and fall will probably hit the store in the next couple weeks, and then um, Christmas will probably hit the store October-ish, which it's funny because before COVID, I felt like people wanted to wait more, but since COVID, I think all of us, myself included, were more about wanting that Christmas joy faster. So even like October is like a little late. It'll probably be like late September when I start to put it out where before COVID or like when we launched in 2017, 2018, we literally would do Halloween. I would pull like an all-nighter and put Christmas out and be like, surprise, November 1st, here it is. Uh, but it just it doesn't work that way anymore, which is wild. Um, but I kind of like it this way. I like kind of getting it going, and it helps me focus on other parts of the store that isn't specifically this stuff, you know? So anyways, but I'm like in my office right now. I've got some inventory surrounding me, invoices. I've got a 5 million lemon tag, so if you can just picture my life. I've got two computers because one of them prints labels and um, also our labeling for shipping. And then I've got the other one where I'm talking to you guys on and I use 
more. This computer is the one I like take around my laptop. So yeah, I'm doing all the things, but I wanted to do this episode. This is a follow-up from the first episode. I should have looked at which number it was, but it was the um, California to Nashville episode. I think it was just a couple episodes back. And I knew it was going to be one of the most popular episodes instantly as soon as the episode launched. I was getting messages from you guys thanking me or follow-up questions and giving comments and just all the things. So I appreciate all of that. It's it's nice for me because this whole podcast thing is so new where I'm not used to like talking to nothing basically and then not getting a response. Do you know? I can obviously see like the analytics and which episodes do better than other episodes and things like that. I can see how many downloads we have, but there is no actual like conversation, response, comments, nothing. Where I'm used to doing more like Instagram for the business or for myself or whatever. And then I get some sort of a response, right? Where someone is saying, oh my God, I love that top. Or, you know, they'll ask their questions through DMs or sometimes on comments and blah, blah, blah. In this setting, it's it literally feels like I'm talking to myself right now. You know, <laughs> like I'm still getting used to it. I wonder if at some point it'll be like second nature, but I'm not quite there yet. You know, I mean, it's only been a few months, which is wild. Okay, but I wanted to do this follow-up. I put on Instagram, not once, but twice, send me all of your questions, anything you want me to elaborate on, anything I missed. So first and foremost, if you missed that first episode, go back and listen to it because I rambled on for over an hour and there is a lot of information in that episode. Um, This one, I'm really just going to focus on the questions. So here we go. Question one was, how was it to have the conversation of leaving with family and friends back in California? This is interesting. I actually had to like rack my brain to be like, uh, what was that like? Like, I feel like we were in such chaos that that piece of it wasn't even in the forefront because it was the middle of COVID. We had, you know, small children, a business. We made this big decision to leave. We made the decision to leave October of 2020. And we were packed and moved here right after Christmas. So it was very fast. And and the funny thing is, is that it might have been even faster if we didn't have lemon. Because because of lemon, I was like, well, I can't leave in the middle of holiday season. Like, that's insane. So we waited till holiday season literally ended. And like two days later, we were like on a plane coming here. So it was so fast in such a chaotic time with holidays and uh, holidays for the business also and packing up our whole house and getting rid of stuff and selling stuff and purging stuff that I feel like the conversation was kind of like this is happening help me goodbye you know but I thought about it a little bit more and I think for me the real goodbye was when I closed Lemon, California, 
Um, and for those that don't know, Lemon is a gift shop that I've had for years. We had a couple stores in California. And then I closed California a, about almost a year and a half after we moved. So I left the business. Business stayed. I would go back once a quarter to check on Lemon and the Lemon Girls and do as much as I could in like three, four, five days and then hustle back home to the kids, which was crazy, but it worked. But after about, I think it was like a year and four months or whatever it came to, it was time to say goodbye. That wasn't sustainable. I mean, maybe it was, but I didn't feel like it was. And so I closed California. I've since obviously I've relaunched. I have Lemon still and it's here with me in Franklin. Thank God for that because I would have really missed the business. But looking back, I'm like, that was my real goodbye was when I closed Lemon Danville because I closed Lafayette before we moved. Danville was my OG store and I kept that one. And that was the one I officially closed and that was it. Like I was done. There's no other stores left in California. It was a mixture of saying my real goodbye, like goodbye to my customers, goodbye to my friends. Because I think before when I was like, I'm moving, but I will, lemon staying, I will see you once a quarter, see you later, right? Because I would go back and even though I was working really hard, I would like hang out with my mom. I would meet up with friends to have lunch or grab coffee or dinner. I would see some family sometimes, my whole extended families in the Bay Area. So it was like kind of like whoever was available kind of a thing. But it felt very, same with customers. Like I felt like, okay, like I'm not there all the time, but when I'm in town, like come say hi, like I'd love to see you, blah, blah, blah. And it just worked. So I feel like when we said we're moving goodbye, it didn't feel as official until I closed the business. I mean, I think that was when it was more emotional, where I was like really saying goodbye. Like I don't have a major reason to go back home to California really at all. Like, yes, my family's there and I think we are going to plan a trip soon. But when we go back, it's probably going to be like maybe Thanksgiving time. It's going to be a year and a half since last time I was there. And last time I was there was when I closed Lemon. So it's a big difference versus, you know, being there once a quarter versus year and a half. And so, yeah, I think that was more of an emotional goodbye. But it's also funny because since since that emotional goodbye, some of those friends have actually moved here, which is hilarious. Um But yeah, I think it was difficult for our parents to hear that we're leaving. I mean, obviously, we were taking their grandbabies, their only grandbabies, and that, you know, that's hard. But I feel really lucky that they visit us all the time. My mom is here at least four times a year. She comes for long periods of time. Same with my father-in-law. He'll come for long periods of time you know, two, three weeks. My mom works remote, so it's, you know, she can kind of take time off and work. Um, My father-in-law is kind of this in-between, retired, not retired. He's in real estate. So we're really lucky that we can have, you know, our immediate family come and stay for long periods of time. And then we can have like 
all this beautiful quality time together. Um, I think, you know, friends is harder. Everyone's living their own life. And of course, our door is always open to have friends come and stay with us, come visit us. And of course, Nashville is like a hot spot to come visit and everyone wants to come. So that's cool. But of course, it does change the dynamic of friendships. Like you don't get that day to day, you know, like they're your neighbors are not your neighbors anymore. Like all of that, of course. But I think overall, our family and friends understood our decision to move. They knew why we were moving. Like that was not a shock. Like if I was to come to them and say, we're moving and they didn't know why, that would be a lot harder and more shocking and probably stump them, you know? But because... They saw our struggle with a lot of these like vaccine laws and just the demise of things that were important to us of just overall just healthy living and family life and all of the things. It wasn't a surprise, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely the hardest part is just kind of telling everyone in your life that you're moving across country like it's no joke. Um, okay. Next question. Uh, we are so confused by all the neighborhoods in Franklin and College Grove. Any insight? Okay. So first off, I'm not an expert. I'm not a real estate agent. I would get an amazing agent. I actually have an amazing agent. If you want to DM me on Instagram, I will share info. And I think that's obviously the way to go. My two cents is this. One, I only looked at new build because when we decided to move, my goal was to get a new house, dream house. That was my goal. I was like, I'm already uprooting our whole life. Like if we're going to do it, let's go out with a bang, you know? (laughs) So our home search was different than maybe everyone else because we were mostly looking at new builds or custom or a spec home. So a spec home being that it's already being built, you don't really get to make that many decisions, but it will be new. So we actually ended up with a semi-custom home and it was perfect for us. So that does change my knowledge of neighborhoods. I will say what I tell people when they message me on Instagram asking me like where to live. My primary research was Williamson County, which is where we live. I don't know the other counties very well. I do know Davidson County is Nashville proper. And I do know that the my friends that live in Nashville proper all do private school. So for us, Williamson County made a lot more sense because we wanted the suburbia family lifestyle and we wanted the best schools and Williamson County is you know known for their school district top and it's one of the top in the country so that narrowed our search quite a bit from the get-go where we only looked at Williamson County so if you're looking outside of Williamson County I also don't have any knowledge on that but I have heard that there are some amazing areas and schools outside of Williamson County So I wouldn't like eliminate that. 
But I do think that like Williamson County is a safe bet. Like anything in Williamson County, you're good. Like I wouldn't be worried about much. Um, so Williamson County is Brentwood, Franklin, College Grove, Arrington, Thompson Station, a part of Spring Hill. And the one thing that really confused me when we were looking is Cool Springs is basically an area right between Franklin and Brentwood, but it's technically, it's Franklin. Like it's a Franklin city lines, but they call that area Cool Springs. And it was really confusing for me at first. One, because there was Spring Hills and then there was Cool Springs. And I was like, what? These are, what is it? Which is what? They're completely different. Um, And then people will say like, oh yeah, you know, that store in Cool Springs. And you're like, what is Cool Springs? So that was really confusing for me, but that's, Cool Springs is Franklin. So that that's basically Williamson County as a whole. I will say this, we live life in Franklin. Franklin has the Whole Foods, the Sprouts, the Trader Joe's, you know, most of the I mean, all the targets that I would go to, I don't really go to Target that much, but if I was, there's two of them in that area. Those are the ones I go to. Um, has Costco. Like, it, like, life is there. Most of the restaurants and the beautiful, like the cute downtown is downtown Franklin. And Lemon is in the factory, which is also downtown Franklin. Like, that is where the tourists come when they want to leave Nashville and see more that's where they go. That's where they film the Hallmark movies, the Christmas movies, is downtown Franklin on Main Street, right? Like that is, it actually reminds me of a bigger um, downtown Danville, if you're from that area, from the area that we were from. We live in College Grove, so I do know this area more because, well, obviously we live here, but also College Grove is small. So for those, again, from back in the East Bay, from our area, we lived in Alamo, but we did life in Danville and Walnut Creek, right? So it's similar to that, where now we live in College Grove. It's small. It doesn't have anything, no no grocery store, nothing. And we do life in Franklin. Like It's like a small area attached to Franklin. Like It's literally like the Alamo of Tennessee was, you know what I mean? So if you know that area, that'll all make sense for you. Um, The neighborhoods here in College Grove is Vineyard Valley, Falls Grove, The Grove, Troubadour, and um, McDaniel Estate, McDaniel Farms. That's it, I believe, unless I'm missing something. But And then there's obviously like streets and other areas that actually have new builds and other things also, but they're not like a full-blown neighborhood. Um, I think all the neighborhood here are adorable. If you want like gated community, um, country club kind of vibes, then you're going to want like the Grove and Troubadour where they have golf and all the amenities and all that stuff. The other neighborhoods, some of them do have amenities, pools, all of that. Some don't. Some are smaller. Some are bigger. Um, I do know in Franklin, one of the most popular neighborhoods is West Haven. We did look at West Haven. That was probably top of my list if I was 
to make a list of neighborhoods that we loved. Um, it does have smaller, you know, like the plot of land for the houses are smaller and there isn't much of a yard. So that was kind of a negative for us. And it is harder to get to the freeway. So, you know, I think I would look on a map on what's important for you. Like if you need to be getting into Nashville, then you might not want to be in West Haven because it'll take you, you know, 10, 15 minutes just to get to the highway. And then, you know, from there, then you're going where like, for example, College Grove, we're right, we're right there. You can jump on the freeway. You could take back roads. You could do whatever you want. It's a lot more convenient in that way. But again, it depends where you're doing life. I mean, if you're working from home, then you probably don't care. You know, I mean, which is kind of funny because my husband works from home. I was working from home when Lemon was in California. And now, obviously, Lemon is here in Franklin. So I do do some driving. And I take all back roads to get to Lemon, which is funny um, because we I could take the freeway. But back roads is slightly faster to get to Lemon. So... That's my little two cents. I think anything, all my friends that I've made or that have moved here in Williamson County, they're happy. I've got some in Brentwood. They're happy. Thompson Station, they're happy. Franklin, they're happy. College Grove, all of us are happy. Like, um, I know a couple people in Arrington, they're super happy. Like, you just... You can't go wrong. You really can't. I think you're just going to have to drive around. You're going to have to get an agent. You're going to have to decide what's important. Is land more important? Is amenities more important? What What do you want, you know, um, and go from there. Okay, next question was, would you ever move back to California? And I do get this question from time to time. I, I, I think it's interesting. Oof, this is, you know... I think at the end of the day, like never say never. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I can't sit here and say to you, no way, I'm never moving back. Um, I think California will always have like a special place in my heart. It's home. It's where I'm from. It's where I grew up. It's where I did college. It's where I built my career. It's where I had my babies. It's where I got married, like literally got married in San Francisco at the Ritz-Carlton. Like we could not be more Bay Area people if we tried. But yeah, I there's no reason. Like I have no reason to move back. I have zero reasons. Um, you know, I think... Um, like living in California, I've, now I see that we lived in a bubble and we never left our bubble because of crime or traffic or whatever. We were always in our bubble. We're here. I feel like we're free. Like you don't have to worry about traffic. You could drive at any time. You could drive at rush hour and it's not a big deal. Um, like one of my kids did basketball camp at Vanderbilt, the college here in Nashville and it's a 30 minute drive and it was like no big deal like I took him you know to camp and back every day and it was full day camp and in the Bay Area you would be sitting in three hours of traffic if I did that but here there is no traffic so it was like no big deal zipping it out um so I I think just thinking of little things like that aside from some of the big things like, you know, what the policies have, have done, 
I just, the quality of life is just so much better here that why, why would I go back? You know, I remember when we first moved here, I was like, in my mind, I was like, okay, we're going to move there. We're going to build a beautiful life for these babies. They are going to have the best childhood, the best education. And then like later when they go off to college or when they get married and have kids, then we'll probably move back to California. We'll get a house on the beach in Santa Barbara and like we're that's going to be where we retire. Now I'm like, I don't think so. Like, why would I want to do that? Like, if you literally told me right now, okay, you could have a free house on the beach in Santa Barbara, go, or San Diego, or Malibu, or whatever, fill in the blank, I would probably still say no. Because as nice as the home probably is, and the beach, and just California living, as soon as you leave your house, you're there. You know, you have traffic, you have homelessness, you have crime, you have dirtiness, like graffiti everywhere. Like I, why would I want to be a part of that? Not to mention the taxes and the cost and the, you know, everything else, like fill in the blank. I just think that the quality of life is so low in comparison. I mean, it's like that California dream lie that we've been fed for years. And and I think, to be fair, I think there was a California dream for a long time. And I think it was a, a real thing. But I think somewhere in the late 90s or early 2000s, things have shifted and have gone downhill ever since. And I really think California has to be at its rock bottom. You would think that when the pendulum swings that far that it would then correct itself, right? So that is definitely my hope. I hope that it's gone so far to one side and it's so bad right now that it has to come back to like neutral ground. I mean, the videos I see of just the homelessness that that has taken over LA and San Francisco, it's so bad. Like, no. You know, I mean, the, the just, yeah, I, I just like think of like all these things. Like I, I don't even think when I think about California, I don't even think I feel safe to like go to the mall, you know? I mean, think about all the riots and people running in and stealing stuff and it, and not getting any punishment. It's just like a free for all, like that's really scary. Like I wouldn't want to be like at the mall with my kids and have like someone run in with guns, like robbing the place and no police to be found. Like, no, thank you. No, I'm good. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, never say never. I have a long life to live. I'm young, but at least, you know, I'm in this home for at least until my youngest graduates high school and he's going into first grade. So we've got 12 years in this house. Um, What happens after that? I don't know. You know, we'll see where they end up going to college and where life takes us. I've learned that we just don't know. Like we could pretend like we know. You know, if you asked me five years ago, I would have been like, ha ha, like I'm never leaving the Bay Area. That's crazy. And look at me now, 
So I have learned never say never. We'll see where things go. Um, But definitely zero plans for the next decade plus. Okay, next question was, what do you miss about California? Um, honestly, like nothing. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so I think what I miss, I think some of the things I miss don't exist anymore. Like, I loved, you know, um, going to the Coliseum and seeing a Warriors game or an A's game, or whatever. It just, that doesn't even exist anymore. It's not there anymore. As we know, the Warriors are in San Francisco now. I've heard that it's hard to get to that new stadium, and the new stadium sucks. Like, you feel like you're going to, like, fall vertically down. I just think, for me, a lot of what I could say I miss is, like, this nostalgic type of stuff, that some of it is just not there anymore. You know, like... Oh, going to Neiman Marcus and like having a popover with their strawberry butter. Well, there is no Neiman Marcus now, right? Like Neiman Marcus Walnut Creek is gone. I think the one in San Francisco closed, if I'm not mistaken, for, you know, all the robberies and crime. It's just not the same home that I have in my memory from, you know, years ago. Obviously around COVID, it was chaos and no one wants to remember California like that. But yeah, so I think a lot of the things I think like, oh, I miss that. I'm like, it's not even there anymore, which is so wild. Like we used to just get on BART and like go do things. Now it's like, I don't even want to get on BART. I don't feel safe on BART. I don't feel safe on BART by myself. I don't feel safe taking my kids on BART. I just, no, no, no. And like we used to, like when they were babies, we would like get on, get the stroller and like get on BART and go to the city for the day and like go to the believe it or not museum or like whatever and do different things. That's just been so long gone. Like it's not a thing anymore. Um, the amount of crime and violence and homelessness and disgustingness that San Francisco is, it's so sad. I was joking with my husband the other day. I'm like, our kids are going to get older and they're going to be like, mommy, daddy, where did you guys get married? And we're going to say San Francisco. And they're going to be like, why? Gross. <laughs> and we're going to have to be like, back in our day, it was nice. You know, it's like, it's, it's wild. It's yeah. So, you know, but I think still like, I loved being in the East Bay in the sense that our location, like I'm, not interested in like San Francisco or most of the Bay Area anymore because of obviously what we just talked about. But you are like 40 minutes from wine country and three hours from Tahoe and two hours from Carmel. And like that location, having that access is really cool. Like at the end of the day, like California as a state is a cool state. What the politics have done to it is obviously horrendous and it sucks. But yeah, I mean, I was just thinking back to the like, would you ever move back to California? And I was thinking like up and down the coast and like all the different places. I'm like everywhere though sucks. Like, okay, I I love wine country, but would you want to live there? No, because fire season 
What about Tahoe? Love Tahoe. Do I want to live there? No, I don't want to go through that winter every winter. Uh-uh. No, thank you. Um, you know, Carmel, Monterey, like used to be like such a beautiful place. We went a few months before we moved here and it was just taken over by tourism. Like weird tourism, like international tourism. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, and this was in the thick of COVID. I'm like, I don't even want to know what it looks like here when it's not COVID, you know? It's really sad because it used to be such like a calm vibe. Like you would get tourists, but it was more like local tourism where it was like us, like the Bay Area people would go down for the weekend and watch the golf tournament or whatever, like run a half marathon at Big Sur. It's just not like that anymore. You know, so I just think when people say things like, would you ever move back or what do you miss? It's hard because I, I, nothing really, you know, like, what do I miss? Like small things, like my favorite smoothie place, like, sure. Like <laughs> that's it, you know, like, um, obviously I love and miss my family and friends. That's always a given, you know, but I just feel like everyone is just living their own life in the Bay Area. Like I have my whole extended family in the Bay Area spread out and we didn't see each other very much. Like everyone was just living their own lives. Everyone had their own work, their own kids, their own home to take care of. Getting to each other is like 30 minutes, an hour. That's without traffic. I just think life is more integrated here, right? I feel like here... You're friends with your neighbors. You do things as a neighborhood. You're there for each other. I mean, we're going out of town tomorrow and I've got, you know, our neighbors are going to bring our trash out for us, check our mail for us. We had a bunch of vegetables in our garden that were like, well, this is just going to go bad. We have like 17 tomatoes. And I was just like passing out tomatoes and basil and bell pepper to everyone. Um, It just feels like... I feel like we're leaving and I'm like, I know something happens to my house. Like someone's going to tell me like everyone's just so involved. Um, The schools have been great. The teachers have been amazing. The friends that we've made as adults, the friends my kids have made, not only do I like the friends that they've made, but I love their parents too. I love to hang out with their parents. It's just such a tightly knit, fun, loving community that when I think of life back in California, I'm like, how come it wasn't like that there? And I do think part of it was the age of my children because they were younger when we left. I mean, we've been here for two and a half years now. And I do think that you do form some of those relationships as they go through elementary school. And we were like, just at the beginning of that with my middle one and then my older one was in it but then it was also like COVID like you know what I mean like we just we didn't really get to do all of that there um I have noticed that friends that come here with older kids sometimes have a little bit of a harder time adjusting you know like coming here with like a sophomore in high school it's like okay it's a little bit harder you know you got to kind of make those adult friendships on your own which 
by the way, we did a total mixture. I made friends on my own, and then we made friends through kids' sports and kids' school and kids' activities and when Rush was in preschool and all of that. But yeah, so I do think that that is something to consider. I, I don't know what it's like to move here with older kids. I think that is a little bit harder. And I have heard from some people that they say like, oh, I miss my friends back at home and things like that because they are older. Um, but yeah, I'm like literally trying to think of what I miss. I mean, I miss round table pizza for like a random treat. My kids are obsessed with round table. But again, I think that that's like, it's nostalgic. Like I think round table pizza is good, but like, is it that good where I'm like, I miss it. I need to have round table pizza. No, I think it's just like, that's what you're used to. Like I'm used to, if I'm going to order pizza, it's going to be round table. That's what I'm used to. So I think when people say, what do you miss from California? I think what you miss is just things you're used to, not necessarily that you actually miss it. Like it's probably better. I don't eat round table pizza. To be honest, it's just junky pizza that makes you fat. Let's be real. But it's like, again, the nostalgia of it, of what I'm used to. Um, I'm sorry if you can hear my dog Ava in the background. She's growling at someone walking by. (laughs) This is what happens when you do podcasts from your home office. Um, The other thing I just really wanted to like say that I think is so important for all of us is that My first reaction was going to be to say to you guys, follow your gut. Like maybe Nashville is not the place for you. Maybe leaving California at all is not for you. Follow your gut. Your gut is never wrong. But I have to say that that's not necessarily true because what blows my mind more than anything is that I would never have chose, at least I don't think so, I would have never have chose to have moved or moved here if it wasn't for the vaccine laws forcing us to leave. You know, I loved the Bay Area. I was so established in the Bay Area. I had my business in the Bay Area. It would have been, it's, it was such a scary leap. Like even now I think back, I'm like, wow. Like we moved across country. We sold almost everything that we owned and we moved across country. I moved my business here. Like this is no joke. Like, you know, when you think of like the gravity of what you did, but we were forced to. Like I remember, I feel like we almost came here kicking and screaming, you know, like even though it was COVID and California was falling apart and life was so much better here very logically, we could see that, literally see that with no masks on and everything open and, you know, everyone living a healthy, beautiful life. And we go, you know, like you could just literally see the difference at that time. But even through the thick of COVID, I feel like we left kicking and screaming. Like we don't, we didn't want to leave. And when I say we, I should really say me. I think my husband's a little more flexible and not a diehard Bay Area person as much as I was. But what blows my mind is that I really was forced to come here and I love it. Life is 
so much better now. And what would have happened if I wasn't forced to come here? You know, like it makes you wonder how many things in life do we say no to that if we would have said yes to, we would have been so much happier. And that's what blows my mind. So I want to say like, follow your gut, like do what feels right. But at the same time, I probably wouldn't have left California when we left California if I was to just listen to myself. I think because there's a there's a difference between following your gut and kind of being stuck in your way, stuck in your own way. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to think of like the proper wording, but it's like when you make up your mind, like I made up my mind at some point that I'm a Bay Area girl. I love the Bay Area. This is my home. I would never leave. You guys are all crazy. I made up that in my mind at some point, right? And I think also part of it was like, I went to college in Sacramento, like no offense to Sacramento, but like nothing special. (laughs) So I think my only experience of not living in the Bay Area was living in Sacramento. So it's like, oh, like that's a horrible comparison, you know? So I think in my mind, I was always like, the Bay Area is the best. And it was. That's the that's the thing that always gets me is it was. The East Bay was one of the best places because, again, you were so close to everything. San Francisco, Monterey, wine country, Tahoe, whatever. You had your pick of which direction you wanted to go to greatness. But it was such a slow demise that it's almost like I didn't see it until I moved and I lived here and I could look back and go, oh shit, excuse my language, you know? And I think also what was really jarring for me was when we moved here, I was still going back once a quarter. So I literally was seeing the difference side by side, right? Like I would leave my life here, go there for four days and be like, oh, what How does no one else see what I see? And then I'd fly back here and be like, thank God we live here, you know? And, but it blows my mind that if it wasn't for the vaccine laws and what California had done with its policies, I might still be there. And I might be living a less happy, calm, fulfilled life right now, there, which is, so wild. Like, and I, I, I really want everyone to hear me say that because it has made me not necessarily second guess myself because I do think like I have a really strong gut feeling and I'm usually right, but it has made me look at my perception and how I make decisions off of not necessarily logic right? Like we all have this perception of how we see things, whether it's small or big. And if we can't look past that and be more open-minded, then we might be making decisions that are making ourselves unhappy. And I think that's what I wanted to close this episode with, because if somebody is terrified of the move or or really anything. It doesn't even have to be a move from California to, to Nashville. 
It could be starting that business you've always wanted to start. It could be writing the book you've always wanted to write. It could be, you know, downsizing. Maybe you want to downsize and travel more and save money. Maybe you want to do a career change and you wake up every day pissed off at your job. You know, maybe you do want to have that fourth baby. Maybe you are in a bad relationship. Like, I don't know. Like, I it could be anything, you know, you could apply this to anything. Um, it's just, I think I lived my life up until the 2020 move that I knew what I was doing. I always knew what I was doing, right? Like I fell in love. I got married. I had my babies. I wanted to have babies before 30 done. I wanted to have my own business done. I like, It was almost like I had this robotic list that I was checking off. And when a huge wrench got thrown into my plans and I had to pick up my life, move across country and start over, I was pissed. But now looking back, I'm like, wow, what a blessing. Like, I'm so lucky that, you know, our stupid governor... (laughs) passed these crazy laws and got me pissed off enough to be like, see you later for me to see that my list wasn't even good enough. Like it's mine. And and I think that you guys can see that, you know, and those that have known me for a while have followed my journey for a while. I am a pretty driven person and I pride myself on manifesting things and going after my goals and you know planning to hit my goals year after year after year. So for me to go whew, like I needed even more than what I was accomplishing is like at another level for me and for mo- you know what I mean like it's like a, such an aha moment where you're like okay, I need to reevaluate my wants, my needs, and what makes me happy because what I had established at 22 doesn't necessarily resonate today, you know? Like that's kind of what my aha moment was where I was like, when I made the decision, the Bay Area is my home forever, I probably was 21, you guys. That's when I graduated college and moved back to the Bay. So think about how much had changed since 20, since the age of 21, not only for me personally, but at, you know, in the state of California, in the Bay Area. And I just had made this decision and I had just stuck with it. And like, thank God I got basically shaken up and woken up to the reality of what I was putting up with. Um, It feels really good to be out of that fog. And if this episode and the first episode and my Nashville vibing Instagram helps even one person, you know, make a change or just look at their life differently, I... I'm so happy. I am so happy. So I hope that this was helpful. That was basically all of your guys' questions. Um, Some of them I kind of combined together. If you have more questions, 
comments, you want to hear my thoughts on something specific, or if you felt like there was something private you wanted to ask, you didn't want me to blast it on this podcast episode, feel free to DM me. Um, Again, it's Nashville underscore vibing is the Instagram account. Um, There's also a lot of info on there. If you look at my highlights that are saved, you will see Nashville, Franklin, Arrington, like you will see, I kind of did it by cities or, you know, events or what a seasons, like there's like a holiday one, there's a fall, there's all sorts of saved highlights that might be helpful. If you are like me, as soon as we were thinking about moving here, I was following like everyone in Nashville. I was like, I need to follow everyone. I need to see what life is like. I need to get a feeling of what it is, you know? So I hope that that can kind of be a good starting point for you if that's where you're at. So oh, I hope that was helpful. I feel much lighter having this talk. I'm going to go get some work done, pack my bags, and we're going to the beach. And I'll be back next week for another episode. Thanks, guys.